Hello, 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 and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Titans. This is the penultimate episode. I was very surprised when I saw that. I was like, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> episode 12 of season three, Prodigal. Prodigal? Prodigal? Right. Written by Jamie Gorenberg and Brian Edward Hill who I am not sure who to blame for the complete differences in the episode. Because on one hand, there was a lot of moments in which I had some emotional feels. And I'm like, aw, this reminds me when the show was good, the first six episodes. And then I'm also... On the other hand, feeling like I want to pull my hair out from some of this just idiotic dialogue and character motivations <laughs> that are just all over the damn place. It was directed by Carol Banker, who once again, I'm going to give you a 9.2 on your damn directing because how you have to continuously make something look beautiful that is written so like doo-doo bump sometimes is is quite the endeavor and i tip my hat to you ma'am for the rating i gave this one a 7.4 out of 10 stated previously it had moments but unfortunately we just can't get past the crane issue which i think going into the second half is pretty much just you know snails on a chalkboard every time he gets onto the screen and then you had a few moments that felt like wow it'd be real nice if our titans were to have conversations with each other more often and then there's the big one that even me who has not ship Corey and dick since season one, I'm not against them, but I'm not all on the shipping side of things. I'm not going as crazy as I am about 355 in York right now. However, even I squealed because damn, you could not put a chocolate little baby in front of me and Dick looking at that baby and it says, hi, daddy. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Before we get into the recap, just know I'm a little two sheets to the side of Tipsy. I'm not sure where that uh, is, but you'll find out by the end of this week. <laughs> so starting the episode, I was wrong. Rachel didn't transport Dick to the Lazarus pit because that would have made a whole bunch, a lot more sense. She just transported them to the street where she announces Dick is dying. Can you find him? Follow me. Steady yes, no, maybe, or just more useless dialogue that was making a multiple appearance in this episode. And I figured she could, like you found him or traced him <laughs> to some fucking place that nowhere else, no one else could just from his scent at the precinct. They do find Nightwing on the street 
And I wrote in my notes before we saw the later scene that nobody thought let's unmask Nightwing and take a selfie in 2021. And then they had the audacity to say, yeah, they would take a selfie in 2021, but they really gonna make me believe they wouldn't take off his mask. Comrade questions asks if Rage can do anything, but it, it's too late. He's dead. Gar freaks, and at the twilight hour of every season, gets some character development, making what was a joke a reality as he literally turns into a bat once he sees some other bats that apparently, according to Rachel, <laughs> showed up because they felt he loved <laughs> So then the bats transport Dick to the Lazarus pit. Glad to see Gar finally get something though. That actually made sense. That's why I made the joke. As much time as you've been in the bat cave, you should be able to turn into a bat. Gar, now. I didn't realize it needed to be at a boil before I drop him in. Between that and the continuous comrade of questions. Is it going to be okay? I don't fucking know. And the unfortunate bad acting. That was a lot to greet me back into the show. Then I'm back with Scarecrow, who for some reason has a chained weapon more troublesome than any other weapon one would have, like a gun or a sword or even a crossbow. He tells Jason Nightwing was his monster. So if he's dead, you want a cookie? Because I'm over here continuing to have anatomy with this dead pizza guy that nobody is missing. He's clearly working on his own Batman complex. Not really working out for him since his face is getting more infected by the minute. Yeah, that's 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 some cancer right there. But um this entire scene was annoying he tells him gotham must die before it can be saved but you said i was gonna be a savior and you believed me followed up by actual gibberish that you called him out on and you still ain't put a bullet in him is this the real life crane said acting like he's gangster and i don't know when it happened and why it would be justified so we will walk among them the dead who will die everybody oh what a day what a lovely day jason declares that he won't help him destroy the city even though that's exactly what he's been doing all season long even into this episode just shooting bullets up in the sky. Red Hood really ran like a little scared bitch from a middle-aged, mentally cracked, out-of-shape man wielding a 13th century weapon. Waves of fear and anger. We find out he's been quoting himself because that's what narcissists do. <laughs> oh my god. All these weapons semi-automatic rifles and shit and you're like i'm gonna go out the back door 
question if the national guard is there why would they allow cops to kill civilians in these holdout cells something that they just dropped into the story they didn't need to drop into the story but they did and thus now you're stuck with more stuff that doesn't make no fucking sense donna and tim's family prepared to defend themselves with his cousin definitely working with or head of some mob don't you hate when a bitch think that we need you bitch hop on your knees all this dick up a future you open for bitches so easy to reach you now once in my life have i thought i should please you i'm up on my fatty like niggas we ready she's so like spaghetti y'all money gianni stuff it all it's the they all try to compare it to tim tim's got his little secret no motherfucker you is armed for world war three this is not a fucking stash this is what you use to get through crimes and you just happen to know everybody on the block what the fuck have you been into donna takes nightwing's death with a quick dismissal <laughs> she's like well that doesn't seem like it's logical or possible like bitch you died <laughs> and you're a little more than human so i don't know why you thought for some reason that but apparently that was enough to convince her that she's not gonna go find the titans she's just gonna <laughs> help this family leave the city the dude putting up the deuces next to a corp is exactly the type of trash I expected to see when someone is lying dead in the street. <laughs> you think it'd be the one that shot him. Like, look at me. I'm a gangster. I took out Nightwing. I got rep now. I got street cred. Janet and dad think it's time to go. Though apparently leaving Gotham isn't an option either. As they've lost all tact in destruction. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them, so y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. I understand, Tim. I do, but the entire time I just wanted him to shut the fuck up. The thing is, your parents are right. You tried it, you almost died. Superhero game time is over. You mean to tell me prison cells have marble brick beds? <laughs> Who came up with this set piece? Because it's so much more elaborate than the scene needed to be. Barb has been on a slab pouting instead of demanding her jailer. Or demanding with her jailer. The man who also should have been suspended. But since it's not common in this world. Crane apparently is tapping in and having conversations with her from the Batcave. And Titans don't have a way to communicate. And this man can just tap into. What the fuck do Bruce be doing? Sometimes all of his technology. You just be like. Mm. <laughs> I know you're a vigilante. But some of this shit is downright creepy. How the hell can you backdoor into the into a GCPD cell? Just watch your motherfuckers. Like I just put you behind bars. I'm going to make sure you stay there. <laughs> You best believe I would be acting a motherfucking fool though in that cell. I didn't get no sleep because of y'all. Y'all not gonna get no sleep because of me. What happened to the black chick? Was that not her ally? Was she given a hundred dollars and went home too? The Lazarus Pit takes the form of Crane to diagnose Dick's psychological issues this season. Which, if it was portrayed better, it would have probably... I don't think they did a good job. Like, when you spell it out, the way in which they do in this scene, 
It's like, oh yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. But it was not very well communicated through the script. It got lost in translation. He doesn't fully trust anyone or anything good. So despite him wanting to be this titan, you know, he was always one foot in, one foot out of the door, even though it never felt that way necessarily. He's in constant fear of that pain of loss. Despite actually experiencing it, actually, they bring that back up in here. Not very new and swell. Uh, Bruce taught him how to control fear, and thus he felt fear and dealt rage. The battle for his soul is lost. He decided to be like his father, but Bruce Wayne is not his father. John Grayson was, and he would be disappointed. That really hurt my feelings. I really enjoyed the scene. Because Brandon Thwaites, with one tear, can do so much to pull you in. He's an amazing actor. So it makes me upset that they turn him into this one-dimensional type of character with Batman. Oh, what would it be like to for, for Nightwing to be Batman? Let's do a whole season of that. That's someone's idea because they've just been, once again, too busy writing fanfic that they thought was a good idea for a television show instead of going with the material that was already written that actually is much better stop trying to be original it fucking failed with the walking dead it's fucking failing with this show <laughs> it's like every time you go off script every single time that you bring your fan fiction into it it gets sloppy he then morphs into the Joker, and as much as I still wanted to sneer at the obvious jerking to DC Batman, it was pretty well shot. He kills Jason in the same manner, being taunted that he wanted him dead and gone anyway, because he hated him for taking his spot. And immediately I was like, that doesn't ring authentic. He's more like, uh, not my problem. Go back to the father that fucked me up. <laughs> and that's where I didn't understand the character transformation and that it wasn't well done because at the beginning of the season, he was fully aware. He watched Barbara just tear into Bruce like, you know how fucked up you are. You fucked him up. Y'all came to that conclusion that he fucked up and you got, and you got trauma because of it. But you were supposedly moving on. And for four months apparently that was good. And I guess yes. Coming back to Gotham you can. Uh, relapse. Sure. But that relapse just wasn't translated well. Neither was the music in the next transitional scene. I get they were trying to lighten it up with him. Beating someone to death. But it was too much. Commander hijacks a man for his car. And he legit was like, watch the fuel gauge. I got like a half a tank. It's a stick. The suspension. You want to keep an eye out. Are you stupid or something? It was so stupid that I laughed. But it's a robbery fool. She ain't bringing this shit back. Crypto finds her. And apparently he's less immune to <laughs> kryptonite <laughs> than Connor is. And then she takes, uh, or he takes her to Connor. She heals him. She asks who did this and when she finds out says fuck the titans. He's conflicted because part of him knows family is everything. 
but what happens when family betrays you like twice he wants to destroy dick and i don't even blame him that was low on a whole other level even when uh gar and rachel show up they're like what fucking happened here why is there kryptonite yeah that was your friend that's your daddy he fucked up she tells him that they can just be a duo crypto said excuse me what the eh? okay make that a trio and that she has a few loose ends that she needs to tie up and they can make sure outsiders are protected that's the thing and i'm still like I, i'm on the side of it feels as if the show is telling me everything that we're seeing is right but there's another part of me just because we all know that she's a villain in the comics <laughs> and we all know that at some point in time she's gonna betray the titans and corey that every time that she says something it's always been seen with well are you telling the truth and now i feel like corey I understand after we saw the whole entire way at which it played out that that's exactly how it happened. I don't doubt that. However, there are a few moments and I think it could just be down to once again the script or just how the actor or actress is choosing to act. But she almost got those powers and then said, you know, I got unfinished business. Fuck what you guys are doing. I'm out. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't like after the police station i would have been done too i'm like <laughs> even Corey seems to be thinking you know what i can go ahead and leave this planet now she did not look back that was a surprise for me but i understand why she did it and why she would feel in that moment that she has to like she's feeling a lot of guilt right now but um after the police station i would have been like fuck y'all i'm out i'm so out dick when you and your girl gets shit figured out <laughs> and you stop going all batman then we can have a conversation but right now you ain't got your shit together and i'm tired i'm so tired i got my own problems and i, I need to go handle those instead of keep trying to help y'all but alas um by the end of the episode i don't well we'll see we'll talk about that in a minute Thinking of the romanticism of Hawk and Dove, whom <laughs> Commander's like, uh, who are those people? Yeah, don't matter. Fuck the Titans. That's what I say. And I'm like, oh lord, this boy is so easily led in the other direction that he is going to have to find his own. Um, like, he's starting to feel like Amos Burton. <laughs> or he picks a person to follow. And he could potentially pick the wrong person because he was a little too quick to jump into the other side of that pot being like yeah we're, we're mistreated and i'm not once again not saying his anger shouldn't be there but to say fuck the titans like all of them did it to you like mm, gar rachel and Corey ain't got nothing to do with this donna shows up with gc with a gcp the truck planning on helping them escape the city gar and rachel now this is another really nice scene where i'm like man if only we would have more scenes with the titans talking to each other 
the four titans yes i love connor he can stay in the mix but a part of me feels like connor's story is i don't know i don't know what they're doing with connor to be quite frank i can't get a feel for it it felt as if maybe he was going to be able to go with commander and that would have made sense especially with crypto however we got a, a hiccup to that that i didn't realize but gar and rachel talk while dick fights he's gotta fight we can't help him anymore he admits his changes are only reactionary to fear and he's unable to unlock his abilities due to it as well it feels like he's dying when he changes which sounds like it's horrible and usually that actually checks out like with all those horror films it don't look like it's a, a great thing to just transform he knows he can do more but he's stuck with that fear and this is a good way to tie the titan story together how fear holds them back i think corey is the last that needs to unlock that fear rachel thought hate gave her power but realized when confronting her dad it was the love she had for her family that gave her the strength she needed and unlocked everything for her plus a whole four months on an island and she will teach him to unlock his power and i was like yes this is the type of bonding and familial relationships i like to see unfolding between people it was so perfect until she said <laughs> the bats found him because they knew he loved it grayson <laughs> so stupid the pool starts to gurgle i literally spit out my drink though when the triumphant music came on <laughs> and he dropped the tire iron i don't know why it was so fucking funny he was just like i don't want to do this <laughs> triumphant music swells <laughs> like all he said was no <laughs> that wasn't even a struggle <laughs> okay moving on he then sees his dad playing with him as a boy and this did touch at my heartstrings he said i lost my way i'm sorry i was trying to be someone i'm not and i failed you so there we go we have words coming out of his mouth of what the fuck he's been doing all season <laughs> he then hears daddy come here and right there with a red balloon is mari fucking grayson <laughs> y'all ain't right for this y'all is not right for this at the twilight hour they was like let's give them something because Corey and dick ain't talk all season <laughs> to let you know that we gonna give you what you want we just was very coy about it this year because you know covid or i don't know <laughs> we gotta get all these side plots out of the way uh there's more to come because i know for facts corey's about to fucking get either forced into a marriage because she got too many husbands not for one to come to fruition <laughs> i will say dick grayson is never as soft in his face as he is when he is thinking or around corey 
These are actual facts. I can't unsee them. I wonder how many people knew this is, uh, uh, was Mary Grayson. Like, why is he saying this uh, chocolate baby saying daddy? <laughs> I'm sure everybody put two and two together. Because I know, you know, a mixed baby comes out a little on the high yellow side, but shit. Corey is all dark chocolate. <laughs> and it is not out of the realm of possibility she would have the dominant cells or the dominant genes. So yes, that baby was so damn cute. She gave him that red balloon. <laughs> oh, that was the scene of the episode. Like they just really, they just tossed it in the middle of every fucking thing. Like, guess what? You got a fucking kid. <laughs> That you need to put in Corey's belly so get your shit together because your future is there. Remember like a season ago they showed a future and it was him and Dawn's child. <laughs> and then he was Corey's, uh, Corey was the detective. They said let's course correct that bullshit because we never want to see Dawn again. <laughs> oh god why am I laughing so hard because so funny the way they just really dropped and it was quite a bomb too it's not <laughs> it's not like a hallucination this is a mystical little pit thing that can fucking heal you and do some really great therapy <laughs> some water therapy in a whole different context and thus just dropping this kid in the middle like yep this, there's your future right there and he's just more like i want this so bad it definitely reignited some feelings i have been um pretty much that have been flaccid i should say for quite some time so if they give me my one other thing that's enough to get me back for and i think i'm gonna get it which is glory flying and they gave me the perfect gateway with connor's bitch ass actions <laughs> For me to be able to, I mean, Corey got to step out of her shell, man. She she hasn't even touched, scratched the surface, and it's three seasons in. It's three fucking seasons in. But as I stated, they they know what the audience showed up for. They know what the majority wants, and we ain't even that fucking picky. We not. <laughs> we'll pick apart everything else. But if you throw enough good will out there, and that's what CW does best, does it not? <laughs> if you go through all of their shows, they're the exact same fucking way. The ones you actually continue to watch. And then once you get to season three, you might as well just keep on going. You might as well just keep on going. That's why people on um, season seven of The Flash, I'm never going to be like, why are you still fucking here? Why are you still here? Because you know it doesn't matter. They got you. <laughs> They emotionally got you attached to some of these characters. And sometimes that's only half the job. The rest it can <laughs> hopefully get better. The pet basically tells him to save Jason because that's on you. As expected, she goes, Commander, back to the research facility where she's holding a grudge because he was doing his job. Since she did come to the planet killing grandma, something Hannah doesn't even know about why he cutely calls her his girlfriend and kisses her as they are the new sexy crime duo. And I was like, whoa, they was about to kill that man. And I'm not sure I like the fact that Connor was so quick to be like, yeah, this is exactly what needs to happen. 
But I do like how she uses her firepower. It's sad. Because it's ten times better than when Corey ever did it. I don't know. Her hand motions are divas all on their own. He shows her he still has her ship. Like, how about you spare my life and I give you your ship? And I'm thinking, how about... I mean, if they really wanted to kill you, they would just kill you and just take the ship. Her way home, but she claims not to need it as everyone hates her on the planet. Like you do. Because for some reason, Connor could not hear the clickety-clack of them heels coming into the room. <laughs> uh, Connor is very ride-or-die for Commander, and I love it. Except, especially when confronted by Corey. Because she's like, if you come to kill me, I'm ready. Look what I got. I got your Superboy. Corey tells her, like, I'm not here to kill anyone. And then looks right dead at Connor, like, settle down, little boy. Because I didn't have anything to do with your face, Shamrock. And I will whoop your ass. Stop playing. You might be the most super... You don't even know me. <laughs> Not the real me. Dick wakes up, is happy to see the kids, but needs them to unite the Titans with Donna. While he goes and handles his business. I thought we learned some lessons. <laughs> so you know, I still gotta go do some stuff. Commander takes the news of what her parents did well. I mean, she was already, I already killed them, so. <laughs> if anything, this just makes it easier for us to reconcile. Corey does feel chastened. And why wouldn't she? Like, all your life and, you know, I didn't see the evil that was happening that you're telling me about. How they treated you differently. And then on top of that, I benefited from that. I got an emotionally healthy childhood with loving parents and you know I was ignorant to the fact that you were suffering and even when you reached out to me I couldn't see past all of the the hatred to see the pain underneath I think that's why she feels guilty even though eventually that guilt is going to stop her from taking actions against her sister because I do think that once something once a seed is sown it can't just be so easily unraveled and while she wants to do it on her own I don't think it's going to be an easy path for her and I think that she's going to find out more about ruling the planet and about those hard choices than she really wants to know the 51% as her dad was saying once again I'm not saying the parents are right because I don't but this is an alien world right they have Tam. Indians aren't going to think like humans. They have a whole different concept of what should and should not be based on a lot of the struggles that are happening. Thus, there is still usurpers too. So they were, it's not just the <laughs> her line that can take that throne. But it was nice for Commander to realize all her life she was born to do more and now this affirms it. And not only that, her sister didn't know so that does allow for the bridge for them to be family because something was done to the both of them. They were pretty much set against each other naturally by their parents and they and she realizes that she can't be blamed by that because she didn't know. And, th and not only that, she chose to tell her this truth. Like now I have my truth and now I don't feel so empty. Now I have an explanation. Connor hearing this isn't happy 
the scientist admits that they need something that Superboy can make or provide, but he wants to talk. Apparently, Kryptonians can't live on Tamarin. <laughs> Interesting. She is ready to dip to her homeworld to be a queen because it's who she is and always was meant to be and unfairly robbed from her. She was made to believe that she was less than when she was meant for more. He's like, oh, so you just want to be a queen? Look, I like you and I want you. <laughs> and I know it's a lot to ask, but I got to go. Otherwise, I may never leave. And Connor was like, that sounds like a plan to me. But I understand what she means. Like, I need to take my destiny until I'm too comfortable and I'll never know what I had and I'll regret it forever. So I'm with her. I feel like this whole entire first season was an origin story. And it's kind of how I, I mentioned at the beginning of the season that maybe we don't want to have two black queens fighting against each other. <laughs> maybe we want to try to build relationships and then later on when the turn happens it's much more impactful and you can see the little seeds for why or how commander could possibly go back to the dark side uh connor is like why these humans keep changing the rules they hear um going back to donna i i will admit after the first chew out i lost all interest <laughs> in the Donna storyline uh, Gar and Rachel show up where they think Connor was they don't know it was Dick who kryptonite him and then they hear Tim's message that a Titan is leading the evacuation then in the car or in the truck Tim and Donna continue to go back and forth which is a little boring the one dude really trying to help Connor science like you don't know he, who his other half is. Why is Jason shooting in the air and declaring himself the hood at a parade? Like, don't y'all owe me something, motherfucker? You ran off. We don't owe you nothing. Dick, having stopped to get changed and dry off, finds Jason. Why is this schizophrenic script filmed so well? That's what I put in my notes. It tells him, look, you can be Red Hood and find some redemption. <clears throat> or you can be this pathetic shit that you know you are because the door back to Titans is closed. Amen to that shit. I mean, you really should have made this call and discussed it with Guard years ago. How do I know you're not going to kill me? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And may God have mercy on your soul. Come on, man. You know breathing is a courtesy by this whole fucking team. <laughs> uh, Corey asked Commander, is she okay? She says she's nervous, like, what if the people don't accept me? Corey offers to go with her, explain what was done to them. She's surprised she leave her family. Corey says, you are my family. I need to do what's right by you too. Even if you are the troublesome part of said family, and this is supposed to be the correlation between Dick and Jason and Corey and her sister that was supposed to play out much better than it did all season. 
Commander declines, though, and says that she'll have to do this on her own. And I think that next season, or the season after, most likely next season, we gotta go to Tamron, right? That pretty much seems to be the next logical storyline. They fire it up. The ship, and despite me getting the hero shot I demanded episodes ago. Connor done sabotaged it. And that look he gave Corey in her realization. It's gonna be me. Despite both women being knocked back, he did stand to take the brunt of the explosion. You know, all that hot lava. <laughs> and then I got excited because I was like, oh my God, Corey is going to fly her to her planet. And you got to know she'll never forgive you for that, bro. She'll never forgive you for that. But this is also what happens when family teaches you sometimes to love someone. You got to shit on them too. Stuff happens with Donna and Tim and some officers. Barbara proves not as useless as they've turned her character into. But then she walks into yet another crane. Why did she keep going down there knowing that he knows that she knows the password and that he's just going to hijack you and make you use the Oracle for his? Didn't you not learn your lesson the first time? Crane got his fear toxin. The whole GCPD apparently ain't nobody good on the, on the police force. All the cops need to be fired. <laughs> This is so farcical, I can't take it seriously. All I need in the next episode is Corey to fucking fly. That's all I need. Dick's gonna break up with, with Barb. Like, you gotta get your shit together. Because this all <laughs> happened on your watch. <laughs> More like when you stopped your watch and started wanting to rob shit with me once again. Uh, Connor's gonna have to learn that sometimes if you love her, you gotta let her go. And that's the most I can ask for. So that is my take on our penultimate episode. I know I shat on a lot of it, which it definitely deserved, but uh, there was a few good moments to at least be content about. Let's make our way over to the mailbag and hear what Shy has to say about this episode. my feedback for titan season 3 episode 12 the penultimate episode before i get into my feelings on this episode i wanted to respond to uh your feedback from last episode um i just wanted to clarify um unfortunately i don't write notes so i, I sometimes my thoughts are jumbled and i'm trying to get say a lot and it comes across a certain way um, because I'm not articulating clearly what I'm meaning to say. Um, I am very much enjoying the individual aspects of this show. Uh, I don't expect characters to be team all day, every day. That's not what I was meaning by that. Um, but I, I don't 
and it's just my personal my personal feelings on this subject i just feel like the team aspect of it gets lost um quite a bit especially when it with dick i mean he's the main one that uh tend to go off and just do his own thing when he's supposed to be the leader of the titans it's the titans which is a team of superheroes that fight crime so uh, my expectations aren't that unrealistic about the team um but uh yeah i was mostly my mind was mostly thinking about dick him being the leader and whenever shit hits the fans and sometimes he just likes to go off on his own and do his own thing and not be the leader that he's supposed to be and so and you were mentioning that in your feedback about you know him this batman mentality that he has or something along those lines so that's basically what i was trying to say and then what he did to connor and i think I, it just it really hit me because of what he did to connor and blowing that kryptonite dust in his face and then just leaving him there I mean, that's dangerous. I mean, that's deadly to the supers, kryptonite. And so for him to just do that and leave him there just because he didn't want him to go with him, to go face Red Hood, it didn't even make any sense. Like, he couldn't be backup. He couldn't, you know. I mean, you made this big deal about him fixing the radio and monitoring the radio, yet you knocked his ass out when you want to go meet Red Hood. It's just that kind of stuff. Like, you, you just don't do that. That's not right. And so I think I was mostly, that's mostly what my feelings came from is him doing that and how messed up that was. And we got to see, you know, Connor's reaction to that, that decision that Dick made, um, which snowballed into some, you know, crazy stuff happening in this episode, the consequences to that. But um, but anyway, ma'am, I just wanted to say, you know, you know, me and Mimi, I mean, you say you, <laughs> I mean, you enjoy other people's thoughts and, you know, other people's takes on things. And like, ma'am, I like the team. I like, yes, I like individual stuff, but don't hate on me because I like the team and want to see the team, too. Like, geez, let me have it. Let me have it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I was like, uh, did you need to like emphasize that? I was like, I get it, but um, this is me, ma'am. This is my thoughts and my feelings and what I want to see, <laughs> not what Christina wants to see. I know that might be different. So I understand that. I respect that. So I was, yeah, I just wanted to say that. I was like, geez, uh, she's going a little hard on that. You know, I don't need to see the family. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I got you. Understood. Check Raj. <laughs> anyway, um, as for this episode, yes, we saw the consequence of Dick, you know, knocking out Connor. And then, of course, what Blackfire needed to do to get revive him. So that's what I'm talking like. That's not just something you just, you know, do offhanded and then go face Jason. Like, ugh, I just it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Um, but anyway, um, so I like the whole Blackfire and Starfire thing. I like that that was uh, resolved in a pleasant way and it didn't make more drama out of it than it needed to be. Because basically, just like it, they were saying in this episode, you know, it wasn't Starfire's fault. She was a kid. She didn't even know. It was all her parents. Her parents did that. And so for her to 
lay the blame on Starfire would have been ridiculous and made no sense. So I'm glad that they didn't go down that road with them. And it, Blackfire was understandable about the whole situation and put the blame where it needed to be. And also, my thing, I said this before and I'm going to say it again. I just don't understand the thought process of Blackfire. Just like when she killed her parents and took over. I said this before. Like, why would you think that the like the people don't like you? And they said it many times throughout these episodes. They don't like her. So they're not going to accept her. So why would they accept her just because she has Starfire's powers now? Wouldn't they be suspicious as to how she got them without Corey going with her back to Tamarin? I'm like... That, I'm just not understanding the thought process behind that. And you explained it back in the previous podcast, but it's like, that still doesn't make, it still doesn't jive with me, that whole thing. So, I mean, it just is what it is, how I feel. So I'm moving on from that. It just doesn't make sense. Um, As for Jason and Dick, so we see this little arc that they're doing. Um, I'm going to just call it what they're calling it. Redemption. They use the word. So I'm just going to call it that. So don't don't hate on me. That's that's what they used to be clear. <laughs> um, so, you know, Dick says, no, you're not going to be a Titan. He's like, does that mean I could be a Titan? And Dick's like, hails to the no. Um, but, you know, we can get, come together to defeat a common enemy, have common goal. And so we can see this is his arc, I guess, to be an anti-hero. Because I'm like, please stop letting showing Jason as this pissy, whiny. It, it's just gotten old. I mean, I know I heard what you said last episode, podcast, but it's how I feel. I mean, maybe that's not the right word, but he's, you know, being controlled by someone else. Yeah, he go walk, went on strip a time or two. But for the most part, what is the plan? What do we do? I mean, for episodes on end, it's like, I can't think. What do I do? What's happening? So I don't know. It, that, that, that got old quick. <laughs> so, But um, there was an interesting little dreamscape there. We already knew that. I mean, you pointed it out in the Lazarus pit. I, mean, I think everybody saw that coming. That Jason, I mean, Dick was going to be placed in there, saw his dreamscape, saw that he has a little girl with Corey. So, of course, I'm not familiar with the comics, so I guess they have a kid in the comics. So, we saw her in this episode. <laughs> um, well, unless that's something new that the show threw at us. So, if not, then, yeah. But I thought that was interesting, um, that he would dream of his daughter. Wonder how that's going to affect. Uh, affect how he thinks and, fe- and the decisions he makes going forward. Hopefully, Jason, Jason, I keep saying Jason, probably because Dick was acting ridiculous too. Um, hopefully, Dick will um, mature and really get back to being the leader of this team because not everybody off doing their own thing. We saw Connor all up in his feelings first with what Dick did, and then the fact that. Blackfire decides to leave, knowing that he can't go with her after uh, he she made that speech about them working together, doing things together, being a team. And then she flipped the script on him, and he didn't appreciate that, so he blew up her, uh, <laughs> her ship. I'm like, uh, I I don't know. He was just being too calm, but I'm like, oh, okay, maybe you know she got through to him, and then yeah. <laughs> 
So I like, yeah, we forgot there's a Luther part of him as well. So guess what, Blackfire or Commander? I should, you know, yeah, we saw that side. Like, yeah, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. Um, so that's going to be interesting how the consequence to that. We see Crane taking over GCPD, which I'm like, how is this even possible? This guy was just in the uh, Arkham Asylum for the criminally insane, but now he's head in head uh, in charge of the police department, and you know, we got this. Been able to get them to bring him the fear toxin. Oh my goodness! So I'm I'm I will say I'm looking forward to the finale for anything, for if not. Anything other than the this crane thing coming to an end because it's just got to end. It's got to end. Anyway, I'm at my limit, so I have more to say, but not enough time. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Shy. That was Shy and her thoughts on the episode, chastising me and shit. I went back and listened. Because I know sometimes I could be talking loud into the mic and it could uh, possibly give a, a tone that's not what I'm communicating. But I wasn't invalidating your feelings on what in the family, even though I did bring it up twice. I think I re- repeated it and even said, yeah, I'm repeating it because I forgot if I even made this point or not. Um, so no, you can have your feelings. Uh... And I might just stop doing if that's how, because I don't want you to feel like I'm not hearing what you're saying or I'm making you feel like you're, what you're saying is not what, when you're talking to yourself and even when you're hearing your first idea is rebuttal. So my first idea when I get thoughts is what is my response to your thoughts? So my response may be different than what your thoughts are only because I'm just like as you stated oh that's how you feel i'm just going back to how i feel so i'm just naturally responding to you as if we were in a conversation like yeah i get you want all that but i don't want all that that's not to say you don't like don't say what you want or what you mean and maybe i've thought about it just letting feedback go and not making so much commentary because clearly if it can make someone feel like i'm disagreeing or saying your feelings aren't what they should be then you know i won't make as many comments so it's necessary feedback for me to get not mad (laughs) or upset about it i don't know these things because i'm just responding to what i'm hearing but if that's the i don't want anyone feeling like that or if someone wants to send feedback or they think that maybe i comment too much that's uh good to know good to know i just let you have your feelings on the feedback and then kind of leave it like that i mean i don't have i didn't write too much after that other than you know uh your empathies are with jason more than than mine are and that uh only thing i did say that they aren't star they were not ever starfire's powers they were always commander's powers that was the only thing that i wrote down And we have a tendency to disagree. I think a lot more so than me and Mimi do. And then sometimes you and Mimi agree. And I'm totally out of the loop. (laughs) So especially with us one-on-one, we have a lot of differing opinions or takes on certain things. 
where it could I can see how you might think oh well you're trying to tell me my idea or my feeling is wrong and it's like no it's just I'm the opposite of that I don't have that particular feeling of and that's all I'm doing so that's all I had to say about that <laughs> and I did say in there I was talking like we agreed it is really just Dick Grayson and I think before I did say that I think what you're trying to say is you would like to have more moments where they're a family and you can see that so that when they're split up or maybe you're maybe there is part of it that I'm missing when you say that and I'm just making that supposition but um we were talking about that on another show or you wanted like you you enjoy characters that interact more in larger groups whereas i'm less, less inclined for that particular storytelling and that's fine <laughs> different opinions are allowed so that's all that is if i'm ever repeating back once again because now i just feel like i'm repeating myself is that i'm just this is just how I feel like if I don't respond to it, I feel like I'm just not giving you like, oh, that was her feedback and bye. <laughs> but if maybe that's what you guys want. So just let me know because it is one of those things where when you are by yourself, you can't always hear what other people may hear or interpret and you are always going to be on the air of side of your take on something when it's just you in a mic i have to give that caveat because that's very important so it's almost like how much to say and how much not to say and then when i do default it is just either going to be explaining something or if it is something in your feedback to comment on it's going to be something where we just split so writing down in my notes more validating of people's feelings and less commentary <laughs> on what I've already discussed. Fair enough. Uh, Mimi couldn't make it because she went to Six Flags, which I can't imagine going because I hate theme parks. This is coming out so freaking late because I got dragged all day. And the things I was not planning on doing with children I wasn't planning on having. So that is why this is out so very, very late. But if you want to send feedback on our next episode, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic.